0: hey fans welcome back to another episode of full court press episode 50 we've made it to our 50th episode uh, I'm really excited about that uh, we've we've uh, doubled up on our episodes weekly uh, as of late and it's certainly seems like it is, is necessary with uh, breaking down all these different playoff series and and even before that with all the all the storylines that we have you know, week to week and day to day, uh with the NBA. It's 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 crazy. Uh I'm joined by Jawan Carter. Jawan, what's up, man? What's
1: going on? Ready to talk some playoff basketball.
0: Indeed, man. And finally we get a day where we can, you know, talk about all of these different playoff you know games. And I don't have to miss a Sixers game. Uh or or only you know only be able to catch it in the background. Um we we had to postpone the show last week just so I could finish the Sixers game. Luke had to dip out early cuz of my uh, my shenanigans. Um but uh but no, so get this, man. I uh my my brother uh hit me up on Friday and was like, "Hey man, like um can I can can, can I get you to help me move some furniture on Saturday?" And I was like, "Sure, yeah, no problem." You know, come to find out the Sixers game was like 2, 2, 2 30 or whatever on Saturday. And I'm like, motherfucker, I cannot catch a break. <laughs> um, so, I like, we, we moved a bunch of shit and I, I caught, you know, a, a little bit of the game. But, obviously, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. um, But I caught bits and pieces of it. Uh, but they did get the win. Uh, but we'll jump into that later. I want to I wanna go into the Western Conference first uh, because we have a sweep. And I, man, I can't believe how good the Pelicans have been playing. Like, or at least how good they played against the Blazers, I should say. Because, man, like, I thought, A, I thought it was going to be a really competitive series. And, B, I thought the Blazers were going to win the series. Um, now, my, my biggest question mark for the Blazers going into it, um, Luke and I did the breakdown of, of the predictions. My biggest question mark going into it was, of course, how do you stop Anthony Davis. Um, but I did not expect drew holiday to be like, just going off like he, he did. And I did not expect the defensive tandem of holiday and Rondo to completely shut down Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, because that's not, that's not hyperbole hyperbole. They just straight shut them down and could not do anything, uh, offensively to, you know, to carry their team, and I mean, that's your offense. If you're the Blazers and your 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 backcourt isn't, you know, isn't playing, isn't getting you 50 points in a in a game, you're going to lose. Like, you cannot rely on those other those front court players uh, to to you know to will your team to victory. It's just it's just not going to happen. Uh, Damian Lillard over the over the course of the series, I think, only averaged like 18 points. Uh, 18 or 19 points like if you're Damian Lillard you got to be averaging at least 25 points and like you and CJ got to average 50 together like if you want to win like that's we all know that's what it takes um what were your thoughts on you know this series as a whole um and you know how surprised are you that the Pelicans you know, were able to sweep them, and, and you weren't on the show with the the predictions. Did you expect the Pelicans to win this series, or were you like me and Luke, and you you were expecting a, a close series, but the Blazers to pull it out?
1: Um, I won't say. Uh, I think I'd be lying if I told you I thought <clears throat> Port, uh, not Portland. I'm sorry, um, Pelicans. Would New Orleans. Win. I, yep. I'd be lying yep. if I if I, if I said that. Uh, but <clears throat> after seeing the series it goes further into my point of uh, when we were talking MVP right before uh, all-star break, like before Boogie went down. And I had told you that I thought Cousins, that was one of my hot takes, would be MVP, and he could lead that team, uh, you know, um, past the Warriors. Um, And at that time it was just like, all right, well, Jawan, you're definitely crazy.
0: Um, but I just thought
1: DeMarcus I didn't think you thousand, were crazy
0: on the MVP part. Um, cause I think you I was said, crazy I think, on the
1: finals part.
0: Yeah. I thought you were crazy on the finals part. Um, but I, I, I right. think I, I did at least say that I thought he could finish second. Um, I, cause right. at the time, at the time the guy was just balling out. I mean, I almost put him on my third team, all NBA, despite only playing like 44 games. Like, cause he was that good when he was on the court. Um, but yeah, like you, you, you you were out in front on that one, that's for sure. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I just I, I thought the I thought the world of Demarcus Cousins uh, when he was um, when he was healthy, uh, and I thought he could lead this team to at the least the Western Conference Finals, at the most uh, the NBA Finals. Excuse me. And it's just really good to see that this team rallied around uh, his injury and just rose to the occasion. I mean, no one really gave them that much of a chance. Damian Lillard was just playing at an an insane level. Uh, Mm -hmm. No one thought that that was something that was going to flame out come first round. Um, But I will say Gentry deserves a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. I will also say Rondo kind of neutralizing Damian Lillard doesn't shock me because if we remember, this is what Rondo did to Isaiah last year um, before Rondo went down. Yeah, uh, so absolutely. Rondo is the kind of guy that if you play him in Rondo, the playoffs, baby. right, he's going to show up for you. So that didn't shock me at all. As I was watching Rondo play amazing, I was just like, that's just always been Rondo. He just has, hasn't has been in the playoffs um, in, in a few years. So that's why you haven't seen playoff Rondo. Or if he has been, he's been hurt. So that didn't shock me. Right. What shocked me was Drew Holiday earning mm. his money. Um, yeah, he did. Because if you – if you had a, if you would have told me Drew Holiday is gonna outplay CJ McCollum, uh I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said there's just no way. There's no outplay. Yeah, and their contracts
0: nah. and their contracts are, are pretty similar. I think Holiday's contract is like right in between Lillard and McCollum. Like Lillard makes the yeah. most. Drew's right in between but not but only like two million more or, or three million more than uh than C J and then, you know, that's 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 essentially the contract that he was given. The holiday was given in the off season and I think every single one of us, at least for every all of us on on the show, uh, were like that that just seems like way too much money to pay him, you know. But he's earned right. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes he has. Uh dropping forty one alongside Anthony Davis' mm-hmm. forty seven to close out the series. Um, it was and I believe they're the only team that <laughs> is out of the first round. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it just tells you a lot about it. They're the only
0: team that swept.
1: Like, because after after
0: Golden State gave up game four to San Antonio, like, like, that's the thing that I think is the craziest thing. Like, if you had told me, like, only one team is going to perform a sweep, I I feel like the last team I would have picked would be the Pelicans. You know? Like, I just would have been like, there's just no way, like, I, I feel like the first team I would have picked would be Golden State because I think we can all agree that San Antonio kind of limped into the playoffs and they they really like they really like overplayed like who they are you know they're they're without Kawhi Leonard that team is just not very good um, you know and it's a testament to Popovich to them to even make the playoffs uh, but yeah. Um, I definitely wouldn't have wouldn't have picked the Pelicans of all teams. Like, it, it, it. And also, even furthermore, if you would have told me that Pelicans versus Blazers are going to end in four games, again, I would have said the Blazers are going to sweep the Pelicans, not the other way around. So I'm just so impressed. Um, and, and uh, you you said uh, you got to give props to Alvin Gentry. That is undeniably true. Um, for him to like essentially halfway through the season, just say, all right, we, we have to adapt with, you know, without having boogie and we gotta, we gotta run, we gotta play fast. Um, we're going to play AD at the five and we're just going to, you know, try to beat these teams, um, in a different way. And it's worked. They're arguably better. Um, like, Statistically speaking, they are better. Um, like uh, like w- wins versus losses, they are, they have played better. They have a better winning percentage. Um, without uh, with Miretic, um, uh, you know, and and not Boogie, I still don't think they're a better team because I mean I just think Boogie Cousins is is just too good. It's it's like the it's like the people who were trying to say that the Wizards were better without John Wall, like, I'd never buy into those Man. kind of arguments, but very rarely, um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, they play great, and, and shout-out, I, I should have had this in front of me, I don't know his name, but shout-out to their GM uh, for making that Miritich trade, like, that was, that was a total dice roll, and it has worked out tenfold. And, like, they would not have won the series without Nikola Mirotic. Um Just plain and simple. There's no chance they would have won it. He provides such, such consistent offensive output. Um, and the fact that, you know, the way that this, you know, series uh, kind of broke down, that he was able to, uh, to essentially guard um, Yusuf Nurkic for a lot of this series um and then, you know, offensively he presents, you know, just a just a, a matchup problem because, you know, he he he's such a great, reliable three point shooter, like probably the best in the playoffs so far and nobody could nobody could have an answer for him. So it was like you had three guys on any given night who could beat you and then you have Rondo just playing, you know, just feeding all three of those guys. Rondo has three different guys who can get buckets. He will find you. I mean, the last time he had three different guys who could get buckets on a team, he was in Boston and they won championship. <laughs> like, So, yeah, man, I, I'm excited uh, to see this, this next series. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a really fun one. Um, anything more to add on this series before we move on?
1: Um, yeah. I I just would say, um, i when they play Golden State, uh it, it'll yeah. be interesting because Golden State can throw a lot of different looks at them defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh to yes. kinda neutralize Holiday, neutralize uh Mirotic, Uh because they have nothing for for Anthony Davis And unless JaVel McGee comes out and just becomes like this amazing defender. Mm, um, not gonna happen. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um so it'll be interesting to see if the Pelicans can get a game knowing that Golden State likely will have Klay Thompson on on holiday, uh Durant on um you know on meritic, you know when need be and then Draymond trying to guard Anthony Davis. Uh, cuz I don't That's... want Durant on Anthony Davis. I no, don't No,
0: Draymond's got.
1: Right.
0: Draymond's got to guard him. Yeah, you can't you can't put your best offensive weapon, obviously, you know, minus Curry, who it appears is going to be out until the third round um, at this point in time. Um,
1: Which is interesting. But,
0: yes, I, and you said get a game. Like, call me crazy. Like, I think they could win the series. I don't think they will, but I think they could. Like, the biggest question for me is how do you try to is, – is them defensively. How do you try to shut down Kevin Durant? Um or not even shut down, but just slow down Kevin Durant.
1: Um To me because like I think I, I think Anthony ahead, Davis has to guard him. I don't know. To me, I would I would actually play that game the way the Pacers are playing Cleveland. You let Durant just be the double guy him every to get time. the most points. No, you let Durant be the guy to get uh, that team the most points, and you just try to find a way to stop Clay, stop Draymond uh, from being just destructive um, on the rebound front. Um, sure. Because you those games are winnable if you're telling me Durant has like 35 and 12, and the next highest guy like if if you limit Clay to like 12 points, yeah, Pelicans yeah. can win that game. So if I'm the Pelicans, Holiday, that's my only Holiday, game plan.
0: Yeah, and Holiday is six foot four with a seven foot wingspan, like he's really good and he's long for, for a guy who's six, four to have a seven foot wingspan. Like that's, that is huge. He can guard clay. He can shut down clay Thompson. Rondo can easily, right. he's big. He can easily guard Sean Livingston. Um, I, like it just, it, it really does all come down to KD to me. That's an interesting take is just let KD get his and shut down everybody else. Um, and you, you know, you're seeing that kind of, like you said, with, with, Indiana and how they're approaching LeBron, like just let's try to shut down everybody else. Let LeBron get his, let him tire himself out, and then we'll make our run in the fourth quarter. And you know the series is tied at two games, and they had a very good shot at winning uh, game four the other night. So that's I mean if that that uh, that could work, it definitely could work.
1: I mean, because if we're being honest, Indiana had a chance to sweep Cleveland. Because remember that one game that came down to Oladipo, missing the shot to send them to overtime? Yep. And then this pass game. So it's just, if you look at it, that's just the best possible recipe. Only difference is, like, it's easy to to have a night to where Kevin Love is just struggling. That's just, that's been playoff Kevin Love. It is is less likely to depend on Klay Thompson to be that inconsistent. Because let's not forget, Clay Thompson is uh, single-handedly, I'd say, the reason Durant is even in uh, Golden State. Because if it wasn't for Clay Thompson's insane Game Six against yeah. OKC, we're talking Three-way about point. OKC in the finals that year. So yep. it's one of those things where it's like Clay is one of those guys that could go off at any point. Kevin Love isn't, so it's a lot harder to bet on, uh, you know, Clay Thompson to be that inconsistent. Uh, like Indiana can do with Kevin Love, so I mean that's a good game I, but, plan to do. But I will
0: say this: Holiday, like Holiday, is is like I I had to I had to eat crow and just say like he's he's got to be first team all defense. If he's not first team all defense, like like I I had to move Chris Paul to second team and put and get Drew Holiday on first all team defense. Like he's been so good, so. I don't know. I don't think it is so far-fetched to think Clay could, like, with having to go against Holiday, um, you know, could, you know, be be kind of hurt, you know, due to that. Um, I think what will be interesting is, like, they, they, they're such a different um, – obviously, such a different team without Steph. Um, so I think what will be interesting is does does Holiday – do you really want to use up your like best perimeter defender on Clay Thompson when he pretty much just runs and runs around, uh, you know, gets screen set up. You're not really guarding a player with the ball. You're guard, like, like you, like you did Damian Lillard. You're guarding a guy who's, who's making you like run around constantly and, and be hit, you know, two, three times by different screeners. Uh, I see that's the thing that that would worry me more is like you know are you going are you going to be able to sustain that amount of energy over the course of a seven game series if you're having to do that night in night out if you're Drew Holiday
1: Yes no I I completely agree <clears throat> excuse me agree with you I, I think the 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 biggest thing I was trying to say is I agree with you Drew Holiday can make it very difficult for Clay Thompson <clears throat> but if you look at what indiana's dealing with you don't have to worry about like kevin love ever going off the 37 points you know what i'm saying yeah. over the course of like two right. or three two or three quarters that's just yeah. not going to happen that's not who that guy is especially but not this you year you have to fear that <laughs> right especially not this year but you do have to fear that from um from clay thompson cuz clay thompson yeah. on any given night can do that and what makes him so uh effective is <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i'm sorry he comes off screen and that's when he's the most deadliest. And Golden State knows that, and that they're always setting that up. And then it's like if you keen in on Clay, then that's when Durant can, can, can slide off and, and, and uh, really be effective. So I definitely yeah. agree with you. Drew Holiday is going to make it difficult for Clay, but Clay is such a special player that he could go off to 37 any given night. Uh, so that's just going to be fun to see if we get any of those games from uh, Clay Thompson uh, in this next series. Yeah,
0: he's he's by far my favorite player on the Warriors. Um, And he probably gets the least love out of the big four um, because obviously Steph and KD are, you know, the most talented. um, But, you know, KD is the best player. Steph's the most important player to the team. And Draymond is the team's identity. So, Clay just, you know, he he doesn't get – he gets, you know, the the, fourth – uh, he's like fourth in the pecking order of, of uh, respect, um, you know. As far as uh, most people, you know, look at that team, um, and I, I think, ah, man, he's just so good. I think if he was on a, a lot of other teams, he would be putting on wildly bigger numbers and just like be more recognized for how just how good he is. Um, yeah, but it's an NBL. In- it's an enviable position for him. Like I, if I was him, I would rather like, as long as I'm making my money, um, which he's on a, a, on a max contract, you know, from, you know, his rookie deal. And he's, he's got one more year of that. And then he's up for another thing. I tell you what, I'm like, if I'm Clay Thompson, I don't care what KD did. I'm like, nah, I've been here since the beginning. I'm like, Steph, like, give me my max money. Like I ain't, I ain't costing, you no super max because you know I ain't gonna make first, second, or third team All NBA, so I'm not asking for Steph money. But give me my max contract. Like y- y'all motherfuckers can pay your luxury tax. Like you want me on this team, like pay me. Because <laughs> like, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any problem. Like if I was a player, I would be like, yo, you you own an NBA team, bro. Like you ain't hurting for money. Like don't even come at me with, dude. You know, take one for the team. Like. That's your take one for the team, like, <laughs> like i ain't even don't, I don't even get me started. Um, but yeah, I, it'll be a really interesting series. It'll be really, really interesting. um I, 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 let me ask you this real quick before I move on, what percentage chance that the pelicans uh win this series? Do you give them any chance at all, and if so, like how whats what's your number?
1: I don't, I don't know if 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 I have a number. I want to see how many games, how many more. Like if if the Spurs win another game, and then like you're getting a somewhat, a little bit of a fatigued Golden State, I'd have to change it then. So I, I don't know if I have a number right now. But they definitely sure. have a chance if they follow the formula. Uh, like I said, that the Pacers are uh, because without Steph, they are definitely vulnerable. Uh So yeah. if you follow that recipe. Uh, with a guy like AD, and if he plays that big again, um, yeah, they definitely have a really good chance to to winning this series in seven games. So I think it's definitely possible for them to get it done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say like as of now, I, I would say like maybe 15%, somewhere, so, like somewhere in that um, like 10 to 20 range, uh, which is why I just you know split the difference and went 15. Um, because they still you know you're still going up against three all stars um and you know three great players, but you know you've got three great players of your own, and then you got Rondo who's just like he, like I said earlier, Rondo's a guy who you put great players around him, he will make your team that much better um it, It's just you know he's been he's been bouncing around the league since he left Boston and just hasn't found a home because he hasn't been on teams with. With enough talent to really elevate his game, um, but you put him on a team like that, and damn it, if he doesn't make you that much better, um, so yeah, I, I think that'll be extremely interesting. Um, let's let's uh, skip skip over to to Golden State and San Antonio because uh, we can get this one done, you know, pretty pretty quickly. Um, Good on good on the Spurs. I'm glad that they got a W. I, I did not get a chance to watch that game. Um I believe I wanna say we were we were uh we were doing our, our Geek Vibes Live podcast when the game was on, I believe. Um so I didn't I didn't really get a chance to watch it. I saw that they um the Spurs were able to pull it out. I, I saw bits and pieces of the game, um, but again didn't didn't catch most of it. Um but I uh I, I'm happy the Spurs got one, but you know I, I think Golden State ultimately comes back home, wins Game Five, and then you know they're on to the to the next series. It, San Antonio—it's the same thing we—I've been saying, podcast after podcast of us breaking down these games. San Antonio just doesn't have the talent. Without Kawhi Leonard, they are—they're they, just not—they're not really a playoff caliber team. They're a fringe team. Um, they're just not that good. Uh, so I—I I don't know. I think. I think they go back to go back to San Fran, and that's all she wrote. Or Oakland, I guess it's still in Oakland right now. But um, but yeah, they go back to Oracle Arena, and that's it. Your thoughts?
1: Yes, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Uh, it was really good that they were able to rally and get that one win. That's probably all they're they're gonna get. And I'm gonna say this again because I feel like it should still be said. I'm really disappointed in Kawhi for quitting on this team. Uh, that I feel like if he were if he were to play that team would really give Golden State a scare um, yeah. but yeah they don't uh they they're missing their their biggest ingredient uh and therefore they're, they're not complete without them. and they show it every night they go out there but a lot of respect for them for not quitting and just handing this first round series to Golden State uh, it'll be sure. fun to see if they have any fight in them uh you know come um I believe tomorrow they play at like ten so. thirty. Yeah. Um so it'll be fun to see. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely over. It's definitely over.
0: Yeah, and, and I agree. It's unfortunate. Like, man, I I get it. Like, I get that. You know, I I think I want to say that I said this either you know last week at some point. Um, but like I get. The whole Isaiah Thomas thing, but like, if you're Kawhi, you're not Isaiah Thomas. You're, you're like, you're going to get a max contract no matter what. And right now, you're costing yourself the Supermax because right now, why would San Antonio even want to offer you the Supermax when their doctors have cleared you, and you like, you say no, and they're going to trade you this off season, get it, whatever value they can get out of you. And you're leaving millions upon millions of dollars on the table, and you don't even know if you're going to get to go to where you want to go. Like, I, I, I mean, and you know, all the speculation that you know he wants to be in Los Angeles, he wants to be in a big market. Like, they don't, they they don't have to trade you to a big market. They're going to trade you to whoever you know gives them offers them the best value for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's it's. It's a very interesting story, and especially because it's the Spurs who never have drama. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I I always hate the fact, you know, we uh, ultimately like we almost like as fans we almost always uh, like side with organizations over over players. Um, but in this particular instance, I feel like if you're like. You, you shouldn't have to be 100% to go into playoffs. You think Jimmy Butler is 100% right now? Ain't no damn way Jimmy Butler is 100% right now. And he is out there competing against a team in Houston who has the best record in the NBA and is ultimately like, probably going to beat his team. But he's like, no, nah, I don't care. I want to go out there and I want to compete and I want to give us a chance to win. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It's like it, it's it's it, it's insane that it, 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 there's just not that same um th- that same drive. Uh, either that or this injury is just way worse than anyone knows, and that's that's almost even scarier. Um, I will say that if, I'm going to bring this up on Thursday. Um, you know, while I was while I was moving with my brother or helping my brother move stuff. Um, we, we talked to NBA for like at least an hour, and he actually—I will say this—he agreed with Luke. He was like, "I ain't trading. I ain't, like. I get that Gordon Hayward. He's he's got the questionable injury because his leg went completely the wrong direction. Um, <laughs> but he's like, I ain't trading for Kawhi. And he's like, it ain't got nothing to do with like the drama or anything else. It's just, man, if, he's got some kind of mysterious fucking quad injury." it's just like won't get right. Like, I don't, I don't want that risk. I don't like, I like, at least I know what I have in Gordon Hayward. Like he's rehabbing, he'll be back. Like Paul George broke his leg and, you know, he came back and he's been just fine. Like he, he agreed with Luke. He was like, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't make that trade. So I think that's interesting. I want to, I want to give, uh, I gotta, I gotta let Luke know that, um, he's, he's got a, uh, uh, a comrade in, in his uh, circle of the anti um, trading for Kawhi, um, you know, bandwagon. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, we got uh, let's, let's touch base on on Houston, Minnesota. They're playing right now. I think Houston's up by like ten uh, in the third quarter. Um, Minnesota was able to get a win, uh, and Carl Anthony Towns finally had a reasonably good game. I think he had 18 points, 16 rebounds, uh, shot the ball relatively effectively, um, played like better than subpar defense. Uh, so that was, that was reassuring. Jimmy Butler had a terrific game. Uh, just, just played pretty, pretty lights out. Uh, even Andrew Wiggins like contributed, you know, well enough. Jeff T hit some big shots going down the stretch. And I will, i feel like I have to do this. I will formally say right now I need to apologize to Derrick Rose. <laughs> um, I, I, like literally less than a month ago, I was saying, Derrick Rose, you just need to go to China, bro. Like you're not like <laughs> you're, you're, you're not an NBA player anymore. Go make your money in China. You will dominate a Chinese basketball league. You'll be the next Stefan Marbury over there. Um, dude, he's been great. He's been terrific. He's been, like, exploding to the basket. Um, he, he, he looks like, you know, I won't say 2010 Derrick Rose, like most of the media has, has you know, been throwing out there. But he looks like an effective version of Derrick Rose, uh, which is remarkable and something that I definitely did not see coming when they signed him. Uh, but he's been great, and they've been able to play him, and Jeff Teague at the same time, which is so interesting. they've been able to go with this kind of dual point guard lineup and, and go like ultra small ball um, with essentially Carl Anthony Towns you know playing the uh, playing the five, but then all of these guards slash guard forwards um, you know with with essentially Andrew Wiggins and uh, Jimmy Butler playing your three and four position respectively. It's, it's been a really intriguing uh, series, you know, even though I'm, I'm very confident Houston's going to pull it out. I think they're going to win this game, and they'll probably win the next game, and it'll be a five-game series. But I've got to give my props to Derrick Rose, man. I did not see him being this effective, uh, you know, coming down the stretch. What are your thoughts?
1: <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I remember telling you guys <clears throat> Derrick Rose – could be um, the Rose he was when he was on the Knicks. Uh, the, the Rose that was on the Knicks, yes, I believe, was averaging you were all around that. like 14, 14 or 15 points uh, per game. And if it wasn't for the fact that Phil was sabotaging that team, that was a pretty good Knicks team. Uh, Derek Rose, Mello, KP, Courtney Lee, uh, and I think – no, we didn't have cancer. We had Noah. was Noah or Quinn, but anyway – um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, Derrick Rose has been looking really good. I'll say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I. The, the Timberwolves confuse me. They have the talent that it feels like the series should be tied, uh, but then it's like when they get on the, the court, it just doesn't translate. And I don't know if it's kids, maybe his coaching. Uh. Is just Definitely kids. Not the best. Um, or is just these guys just can't really hang w- with with the Rockets, and I kind of, sort of feel like they just can't hang with the Rockets. And I never thought I'd see a day where Mike D'Antoni is out coaching Tom Thibodeau. Um, <laughs> right. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever thought I'd be saying that. Uh, but that's what it's coming down to. And, and I mean, the Rockets are just a well-oiled machine, and I feel like the Timberwolves just in the off-season. The first thing they need to do is take away Tibbs's uh, ability to uh, what is it uh, player? What, what what is the other position he has besides head coach? and draw on the blank.
0: He's the president of basketball operations. Thank
1: and you, it. thank you. That needs to yep. be the first thing that's taken away. And after that, but I point. think he's a
0: better. I think he's a better president of basketball operations than he is a coach. Like I, I like I the moves mean, that he I, made. I, I just I think he, loved, play, he runs his players into the ground.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on that, but I think the, the you getting someone who's a head of player operations, you getting someone like that, they can kind of tell him like, dude, I, I saw what you did last year with your players. You can't keep doing this. Like, Jimmy Butler, like, if it wasn't for the fact that Jimmy had played for Tibbs before, I actually don't think Jimmy would be uh, playing right now. Uh, I, I think that the biggest reason he's playing now is because of his respect for Tibbs uh, because that's just like, you know, he always feels like he wants to go hard. But I do think if there was anyone else, Jimmy Butler, I won't say he wouldn't play this series, but he definitely wouldn't have played like the first two games uh, because the injury that he yeah. had wasn't just like, it wasn't some something to where you're just like, oh, you can play, just get over it. It was like, no, he really had to like want yeah. to play to be out there game one. Um, well, and not I to mention, like, I mean, he right, even played,
0: what, three games down the stretch in the regular season because they were in danger of missing the playoffs. Like, I think that's just right. Jimmy Butler's drive. Um, but I will say this. I, I do agree with you in the sense of you have to limit his minutes. Like, you, you can't have him playing, like, crazy amount of minutes when he is still dealing with an injury. I've got no problem with him playing him. Just don't play him so many fucking minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I guess what Tibbs feels is, and I'm sure this is a conversation he's had with Jimmy, it's, can you play? Yeah, Coach. All right, then I'm playing you. I'm not restricting you. I'm not doing any of that. Uh, Tibbs seems like the kind of guy that if the doctor says he can play however much you need him, he's going to make you play however much he needs you. Uh, That's right. We can safely say the best chance the Timberwolves have of winning this series or winning uh, another game is from Jimmy Butler. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's not much you can do now to limit him, especially if the doctor's saying, do what you got to do. He can play. He's healthy. Tibbs is the kind of guy that once he hears that, you're playing. I mean, re- yeah. remember, the I believe the year he was uh, Derrick Rose was able to come back, I, I, I could be wrong, and I'll say that up front, but I feel like Tibbs didn't take it any easier on Derek Rose. <laughs> like, no, Derek was I doubt still it. playing crazy minute. He was still playing yeah. crazy minutes, and I'm like, Tibbs, he just came from a crazy injury, man. You can't have this guy playing like that. Um, yeah. So I definitely agree with you on, on your stance on he just plays his players into the ground, uh, and it's just, it, it's not healthy for them. But uh, Rockets are definitely going to win tonight. They're going to win out the series. Uh, and it's sad because I told you from the jump, I just wanted more for Carl uh, for Anthony Towns, and it sucks that I didn't get to see more. Uh, you know him getting more shots, dominating the game more, just really sucks. And just and like them
0: utilizing him in a way that would be effective. Like, first of all, Charles Barkley doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I love Charles Barkley. Um, he's he's like, well, my 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 favorite part of of the NBA, NBA on TNT is Ernie Johnson because he's just a consummate professional. He's the classiest classiest dude. Um, you know, in sports. Uh, But my, my like, second favorite part of it is, is definitely uh Charles Barkley. But that being said, Charles Barkley, like, saying, you know, we need Carl Anthony Towns to be playing in the paint and playing like a center and yada, yada, yada. Carl Anthony Towns shot, like, 43% from three this season. Clint Capella is the best rim protector in the league. And that is statistically – that is not my opinion – He is statistically the best rim protector in the league. Um, Look, he just blocked the shit out of his shot. Uh, I think they called it goaltend. But, like, nevertheless, like, he is is the best rim protector in the league. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is so versatile. Like, put him on the wing and make Frank Capella get, like, out of the the lane. Because, like, if you put Carl Anthony Towns in the corner, And Clay Capella doesn't go guard him. Like, he is going to make a ton of threes. And, again, I think that's a coaching thing. They're just not using Carl Anthony Towns the right way. I said it, you know, after game one. It was absurd that he did not get – he had nine points, and I think he had nine shots. Uh, Yeah. You've got to find ways to use your second-best player more. And they just, you know, they they've kind of finally started to do it, but I still don't even feel like they're maximizing his potential, um, and and maximizing his potential in a way that actually helps the team. Like put him like put him out in that corner and get Clint Capella out of that paint, and you will neutralize Clint Capella, and then you know you got Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins who can just drive to a wide open lane. Uh, I, I I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this series should have been closer. Um, I expected it to go six. I think it'll only go five. Um, but I think it could have even gone seven. Um, if if essentially they, they played to their strong suits and, you know, basically capitalized on uh, a wide open floor because Carl Anthony Towns can knock down threes. Um, like if you put if you put Carl Anthony Towns in one corner and Gorgie Jang in another corner and then you've got T and uh, Wiggins and uh, um, Butler on the wing. Like it's open season for those three guys to drive to the lane. Um, because Gorgie Zhang is another. Like he's not he's not a great three point shooter, but he's like thirty six percent or thirty seven percent. Like he's effective. Like you 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 can't not guard him when he's out there in that corner. Because um, if he gets it wide open, he, he's Probably, I would I would venture to say plus forty percent from wide open corner threes. Um, I don't know. I, I I think they if if I'm in charge of Minnesota, I'm firing Tom Thibodeau. I, like I just don't think he's that good of a coach. Like I, I'm sorry. Uh, like I I think he plays his players way too many minutes. He doesn't capitalize on the matchups that he needs to do. He's too old school. He doesn't get this. This new age NBA, they shoot less threes. They shoot like eight threes a game, or something like that. It was like eight point five threes a game on average throughout the season. Like you can't be an NBA team and, sh- and shoot less than ten threes a game anymore. Like you can't expect to win. You gotta shoot more threes than that. Um, and especially when you got a guy like Carl Anthony Towns who shoots forty three percent, and you're not you're not putting him out there. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I actually like I said I I think he's actually done a reasonably good job as as the GM. I just I don't like the way he coaches for several reasons. Um but anyway, let's move on. I could I could rant about how much I hate Tom Thibodeau all day. Um <laughs> but uh let's let's talk a little bit about uh one of the most intriguing series and matchups. Um that we have going on. Our, these four five matchups have been great, uh, and we're you know in line to see Game Four of this one tonight. Oklahoma City versus the Utah Jazz. Oklahoma City dominated Game One, and that was mainly because Paul George just went off and essentially just took over, um, took over that game. He he was like eight of eleven from three, uh, but since then they have not they have just looked like a nightmare. Um, Game three, I mean, Rubio went off just playing great. Rubio's played great all series. He, like, I think it's amazing the way that he has essentially changed his game to fit Donovan Mitchell. Um, Probably when he didn't have any – expectation that that would be the case going into this season because nobody knew Donovan Mitchell was going to be this good this fast. Um, but like Rubio plays off ball as much as he plays on ball now. Um, and he's effective. He's really effective off ball. He's actually a really good catch and shoot player uh, which is amazing because like Ricky Rubio's biggest weakness has always been he can't shoot. And maybe it's just because he can't shoot off the dribble. A lot of people don't shoot well off the dribble. Quay Thompson doesn't shoot well off the dribble. That's why almost all of his shots are catch and shoot. Um, but Rubio has shown that he's a very good uh, – very he is very good at being able to catch and shoot. And that has shown up in this series. He got a triple-double last night, or I think it was last night, um, uh, in game three. Uh, and they kind of separated themselves uh, and, and kind of almost cruised to victory uh, against OKC. Um, and in Game Two, like they were 0 for fourteen. Their big three was o for fourteen. OKC's big three, 0 for fourteen in the fourth quarter. Um, they just they haven't they haven't looked good at all. Um, Russ has has been frustrating to watch. Um, as he is sometimes, um, I love Russell Westbrook. I like he he's like he reminds me the way he plays the game reminds me of Allen Iverson. Um, he's the only person who who like actually reminds me of Allen Iverson since Iverson. Um, and Allen Iverson's to this day my favorite player, NBA player of all time. Like I just loved watching the guy play. Um, but he's like a more frustrating Allen Iverson because it's like Allen Iverson never had like a Paul George caliber player on his team. Uh, And so it was like, of course, the team had to live and die by Allen Iverson. But like this team is not that. And they still, it's like still when, when they're running things with Paul George, it's like, it's still ISO. It's still, okay, give the ball to Paul George. It's like they've reverted back to how they were playing at the very beginning of the season with, um, Okay, it's Paul George's turn. Okay, it's Carmelo Anthony's turn. Okay, it's Russell Westbrook's turn. And it's like, dude, y'all aren't playing as a team. Like, what the hell happened? How how can a team play this up and down all season and like and just revert back to what was not successful all season in the postseason? It makes absolutely no fucking sense to me. I think Billy e. Donovan. Regardless of whether you keep Paul George or not, I'm, I'm inclined to think he's gone. Um, I, honestly, regardless of this series, because you're not going to beat Houston in the next round anyway, uh, I think he's gone. And but regardless, I think no matter what, you like Billy Donovan has to go, man. Like you need somebody in there who can kind of coach better. Um, and I I will say this too. I, I noticed this in the last game and I think I posted it on our Facebook page, they are playing more like they're concerned with getting Paul George touches and, and keep making Paul George happy than winning games. Um, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but also give all the credit in the world to Utah. They've played fucking fantastic. Glenn Snyder has, has you know, made some very interesting and effective coaching decisions and um, essentially their guys are just totally outplaying the Thunder team. Uh, but, yeah, Joran, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, <laughs> I told you guys, heading into the series, OKC is going to play exactly the same way they have played all season. Everyone, including the, 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 the sports reporters and everything, kept saying this is a team that has three veterans, that when it comes time for playoffs, they're going to kick it into another gear. And I said, you have a guy who is on his last legs in Melo. You have a guy who cannot be a reliable option. And then you have a guy that just literally can't do it by himself. And that's what they were going to translate to in the playoffs. And everyone was like, nah, man, They, they got this. They got this. And they've shown they're the same exact team. And I said, it's hard for people to kick it into another gear that just built that way. Like, LeBron can do that because he spent his career just pacing himself in the regular season and then turning into the LeBron James we know come playoffs. And we're seeing it this year. During the regular season, we saw what he was doing, and now we're seeing what he's doing in the playoffs. I told you guys, these three guys, because Wesley Westbrook always plays at 100%. Now, he doesn't always shoot at 100%, but he always plays at 100%. So there, is, there, isn't, another, right, there isn't another level for him to go to. Paul right. George and Melo do not have that. They have never had that. What you see in the regular season is what you'll see in the playoffs. That's always been uh, who those two guys are. I told you guys this. So it is no shock to me that we had a game to where – Neither one of those three could hit a shot. They do not play team basketball. They have not played team basketball all year. That's why I said, um, and I'm not one of those guys who's going to, like, flip the script. Now, I told you I thought they were going to be able, at the beginning of the season, be able to beat Golden State because I thought Paul Jones is on a team where he doesn't have to be first option. That's perfect for him. Melo's on a team to where you don't have to – he doesn't have to shoot 30, 40, 50 times. That should be good for them. And Westbrook yep. now has help. For some reason, Billy Donovan was like, "You know what? This should be a team." But you know what? I'd rather go to Westbrook, let him get thirty shots. Then go to Melo. Then go to Paul George. And if all else fails, I'll just keep going to that. And to me, that's been to the detriment of this team. Um, but yeah, Billy Donovan is not all. a good coach. I like, he should not. No, he's not at all. He's not at all. But let me say this. As much as I agree he's not a good coach, Westbrook, Paul George, and Mello have had 82 games to figure out how to better play with each other. Very true. And they have not been able to figure that out all year. So I do put it on on Billy for not being able to correctly produce X's and O's. And I told you, me me and you have been talking about this all year. It really frustrates me and you to see, like (laughs) – Billy Donovan at some stretches during the season, and I could have sworn I saw it maybe once during the, the, this current series in the playoffs, he'll have the three of those guys on the bench like he had yes. the bench. And it's like, yes. what do you think it, your it happened, is coming It from? happened in game three. Yes.
0: I, 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 I knew it happened. I 100% agree.
1: It, to me, it's just like what they should have done was they should have told Melo, listen, you're going to be a starter. You're gonna start because Melo has a hissy fit when you mention you, he has not come off the bench. Tell him you're right. gonna start,
0: but but you're gonna be benched in the, the first six minutes, and then we're right. gonna bring you back on say, the floor. It.
1: Yes, right the bench. I was just about to say at the six minute mark, I, I have to take you out. Um, you know, let let Westbrook we and those guys because we need you to uh, get us offense when those other two right. guys aren't on the court. And you know what's exactly. weird? He
0: plays the one guy that he does play on the court. Um by himself is Paul George. It's like, I, I would be interested, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would be interested to see how many minutes that Carmelo Anthony has played when Russell Westbrook is not on the court. I don't think it's very much, um, but Paul George actually has played a, a fair amount of minutes um, by himself. He's like the guy that Billy Donovan goes to, and I totally think that's backwards, because like, let's face it, Carmelo Anthony, for all of his flaws, is still can get you buckets and is still a better one-on-one player than Paul George. He is, man. Like, yeah, Paul George went off like in game one. um, And a lot of that was, was one-on-one basketball um, because that's what the Thunder do. But like Mello, like you, you feed him in the post. um, He's going to, he's going to hit 50% of their shots. Um, And well, I mean,
1: it's, it's not even, like, what Melo can do, uh like, scoring-wise. It's just a matter of, like, you have to guard him. And if Melo gets hot down low, you're going to have to double him. And then what does that do? That opens your shooters up, uh, yep. you know, so you can get easier baskets. Like that a way.
0: Greenish For some
1: reason. Yeah, a greenish right, or for or reason, Yeah. Right. For some reason, we understand that the Billy Donovan doesn't. So I mean, to me, it's like I said, I I do blame Billy Donovan, but I also blame these three guys because it's like you know exactly what you're capable of. Like Paul George, that game when you went bananas, I I recall, and if I didn't say it, uh, I'm not trying to make it up. Let me call me out on it, Nick. But I believe I said after he did that, I said that's that's just who Paul George is. Like he'll go back to being the Paul George that we're all just like, yeah, this guy isn't the the one to lead a franchise, and sure enough. Paul George turned right back into the guy. <laughs> he He's good he's for a, that. He's, he's good for showing guy. you. He's, right. he's, he's not a one on an him. NBA.
0: He's not a one on a, a championship caliber roster.
1: Right. He's good for showing you, hey, guys, I can score a lot of buckets. But then it's like, all right, well, we need you to score them in clutch time. Like, we need you to right. be the guy. That's when he shrinks up. So, to me, I, I've been consistent, like, from the second half of the season about OKC They are who they are, and they will not change because they are not capable of it. And to me, it starts from Westbrook, and it trickles all the way down to Donovan. And to me, Westbrook, as the leader, you had to at some point of those 82 games where you guys almost seemed like you might not make the playoffs, that you got to have dinner with Melo and PG and tell them, listen, guys, we gotta, we gotta change something. Like, you know, Billy Donovan yeah. obviously does not know how to work this team. We, as the veterans, have to figure out a way for us to play as a team a lot better than we are. And I'm yeah. not saying Westbrook did, hasn't done that because I can't say that, but it just doesn't translate on the court. It seems like these guys go home every day, come come for shoot around, and then play the exact same way every game. Yeah. And, if they do get out of this series, which I feel as though they will not, I, I do believe Donovan Mitchell uh, and the Utah have has have, have what it take uh, what it takes. I'm sorry um, to win this series in seven. Um, they may they may against Houston uh, match up slightly better, I guess, than than Utah just slightly. Um, but they're definitely going to lose that series. Like, there's there's no scenario where OKC makes it to the Western Conference Finals at all nope. this year. No, there's not. And
0: and I will say this, too. One one other point that neither of us have mentioned at this point, um, Steven Adams has got to stay out of foul trouble, man. Like, that team yeah. is drastically, uh, like, worse when he is not on the court. And Gobert has just gotten him into foul trouble every single game of this series thus far and you know they were able to overcome it in game one but like it it, most recently in game three like he had two fouls in like the first five minutes of the game and like they just they like Patrick Patterson is, is is a reasonably good player but like Patrick Patterson essentially makes it where Gobert can be effective, not only on the defensive end, but super effective on the offensive end because he can't guard Rudy Gobert. And like Steven Adams, he's got to be like, you know, occasionally, just occasionally, like let the guy get a bucket. Like it's okay if they get one bucket, if it means you don't get a foul. Um, Like, because you're, it's not, it's not just because you are bigger and stronger than Rudy Gobert, and you know you, you know essentially, can you can't walk him up, but you can you you make things so much harder for him. So like it, it like if he, if he beats you on a play, like let him have the basket, don't foul him, and just say I'm gonna get you on the next play, and you know, be able to body him up because Patrick Patterson can't put a body on Rudy Gobert and, and stop him at all. So like I would much rather give up a basket to Rudy Gobert and not have a foul called on my, you know, powerhouse of a center. He's probably the strongest person in the league and like still have him out on the court so that there are four other opportunities where Rudy Gobert can't get a basket, um, so I think that's a big thing too. Like Adams has to play more disciplined basketball, uh, and he just hasn't so far in this series, and it's really, really hurting his team. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, I, I, who do you think is going to win tonight? Do you do you think do you think OKC rises up and, and, and gets this game, or do you think Jazz make it a three-one series?
1: Is it in Utah?
0: Uh, yes, it is.
1: Yep, I'm going with Utah. Uh, mainly because wh- whenever Russell Westbrook says in a um, like uh, in in those press conferences, this is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do next game, I usually see Westbrook be the one that that steps up and does it, but I don't usually see the rest of the team rise to his level. Um, so sure. I see a Utah team that won't let youth. Stop them from uh, going out and winning this game. I just, I'm sorry. Until I see OKC play more team basketball, like where the basketball moves, it doesn't hit stop signs. Um, I, I don't feel confident in them, uh, and I feel like if it was in OKC, sure, I give them their first uh, home game back, uh, their first yeah you know, game home. I would give it to them. But if it's in Utah, I'm giving it to uh, Utah. That crowd was bananas that last game. And I think it's going to go even crazier tonight. I think Utah starts off with a 11-0 run, and then they just keep that momentum going throughout the rest of the game, uh, and they win this one. And OKC is, is put into a corner for that, that first game back, back at home uh, on, on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, but I am going uh, Utah tonight, and I will say Donovan Mitchell will have 26 points tonight. Interesting. Um, I actually think
0: I, I think OKC will pull it out tonight. Um, I, I I don't know. Call it blind faith in um, and, and <laughs> just just Russell Westbrook, uh, but I, I think they'll pull it out tonight. I think. Um, I think you'll see Westbrook will will his team to victory tonight, um, which is which is something that you know honestly we haven't seen a whole lot of we haven't we certainly haven't seen this series because um, Paul George was the reason they won Game One, and like Russ Westbrook just hasn't been that good this playoffs. Um and honestly he hasn't been that great this whole season aside from Game One and Game Two in the regular season versus um, the Warriors. Like, in those two games, Russell Westbrook said, I am taking over these basketball games. And I think with their backs against the wall, I expect him to do that tonight. He's just hes too good of a player not to. But even that being my prediction, it would not surprise me if if your prediction ends up being right because um, they're just – like, Indiana – I'm sorry, not Indiana. uh, Utah's just a better team. They're like, they're, they're, they're better coached. They know how to get the best out of their players. They it's, it's run the gambit. Like they're a less talented uh, team, but by far a better team than Oklahoma city. Um, and, and I kind of agree with you at this point. Um, I do think, OKC wins tonight, but I would not be surprised if, if saw wins the series. Um, I'm still going with OKC to win the series, but I would not be surprised, uh, if, if they, you know, if they, if they drop it. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Uh, we got, uh, some really interesting series going on. I mean, these, the series that weren't interesting got interesting, uh, since our last show. Um, now, the one series that is, seems like it's a, a foregone conclusion is the Sixers versus the Heat. The Sixers pulled out an amazing victory against Miami in Game 4. Um, they shot only 22.6% from three and were still able to win this game down the stretch. Ben Simmons, man, the like Ben Simmons... He was 8 of 13. He had 17 points, which isn't crazy great, but it's still, it's still effective. Uh, he had 13 rebounds. He had 10 assists. He is the first rookie to get a triple-double in the playoffs since Magic Johnson. So that's, that's impressive. Um, Joel Embiid w- was suspect from, uh, from the field. Uh, he shot only 2 of 11. Uh, but Annie any had eight turnovers, which is really bad. Uh, but he shot 10 of 13 from the free throw line. So he's still being so effective in drawing fouls, uh, against Miami. Um, and he had 12 rebounds. Uh, he only had one assist, uh, but he had five blocks. Uh, so his, his defensive presence is certainly being felt for this team. Um, and, and basically just down the stretch. They played so well. What I actually saw from this game was like the down the stretch moments. That little uh essentially like they they were able to capture the lead by the time I was able to tune back into the game. Um and Miami was fighting back. I think D Wade made it made a really solid bucket. Um and then came that uh little pick and pop uh Shot from JJ Redick, uh, which you know was a was a long two, um, but as soon as he released it, I was like bucket. I knew it was in. Like JJ Redick, you put him wide open in the corner, he's going to make that like 75% of the time, uh, and sure enough, he did. And you know, even even Simmons coming off that uh, when they were they were um, I think up by one, Simmons coming off that uh, uh that screen and just finding a way to drive straight straight to the bucket and, like, just slamming it home with authority, uh, that was huge. And they just found a way to win this game, and that's not something that usually happens from a, a, a roster that is so young. Um, I think their biggest saving grace um, in this like series and just in general is, is picking up Bellinelli and Eliasova. Uh, Bellinelli w- wasn't super effective in this game. He only had 10 points, um, but he was effective. He was three of seven from the line. Uh, like seven, seven shot attempts is not a lot, but, but making three of them is is a reasonably good clip. Um, one of four from three, not great, but he was, he was three of three from the line. Uh, and he, he just continues to be that quintessential veteran, um, and he is the only player on this team, I believe, that actually has a ring. Uh, so I think that basically him, JJ Redick, uh, Ilyasova, and Amir Johnson—they just—they just have that playoff experience that is that's so quintessential to to a team, um, you know, to a team winning. And uh, one other thing too that I thought was interesting. They didn't play Fultz this game, in Game Four. Uh, I, I, Fultz played well in Game One, um, but he struggled in Game Two, in Game Three, and essentially didn't play the second half of either of those games. Um, and they opted for for TJ McConnell, and it looks like Brett Brown's just like essentially saying, I, I you know, I just, I just trust McConnell more in these environments. Um, McConnell was was relatively effective. I mean, in his nine minutes of play, he was one of two uh, plus one, plus minus. Uh, he did have three turnovers, um, which you know kind of sucks. They also had four rebounds, which is great for a guy who's you know six foot nothing. Uh, so I, I I think he I think that's a smart decision. I mean, I, I do want to see Fultz be successful, um, but I don't think now is the time to be experimenting with that. I think you know what you're going to get out of TJ McConnell. Your, your ceiling is higher with Fultz, but your floor—you know exactly where your floor is with with TJ McConnell. And you, you never know what you're going to get out of Fultz game to game. Um, I think that I think that's the better the better play. I I would definitely roll with McConnell. Um, and Anderson got minutes again this game, um, only nine, and he he didn't really have an impact on the game. Not like he did in game three. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, I, again, I think, you know, he's a body you can throw out there, um, somebody that, you know, can, can give you minutes and get you uh, a few stats here or there um, and be physical. Uh, and, and in this series, which has become such a physical series, I think he's uh, he's a good guy to, to be able to throw out there. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on Philadelphia taking a 3-1 lead on the series and just uh, – anything that stands out to you in general about the the matchups or, um, you know, the results or what have you.
1: All right. Um, I don't have much to say about uh, this series. Uh, What I really wanted to talk about was this is the only series I'm getting playoff basketball from, the playoff feel. I love the chippiness. I love them just genuinely not liking each other.
0: Yeah. Um, Philly
1: winning, uh being the younger team is is great. Uh I, but I think we all picked them to win this series. Um I do now super wish and I wish we could like go back in time and like put Deion Waiters and like on, on ice so he doesn't get injured because he's just made for chippy playoff kind of basketball. And I feel like Deion Waiters would be so yeah. much fun to watch uh with this Miami team uh going he's up really against these young Sixers. Um. Yeah, him alongside Dwayne Wade just would be so much fun having them be those guys that are trying to lead the charge against the, the, the Sixers. But I will say uh, what we've seen from the Sixers is really good. Um, I, I do like what you were saying about Fultz. This definitely isn't a time to experiment, but it does tell you whatever was his issue during the season, he should have tried to, to, to play more games during the season. So he could have gotten this ring rest off. Like he's not the kind of player that, you know, you can bring in during the playoffs after not playing most of the season, and he's going to be effective. He's just not that kind right. of guy. Right. Um, too yeah, young, this, this man. Team, way too young. Uh, the is Well, let me not say way too young because when you look at Tatum, you'd swear the guy was 32. Uh, yeah. Sure. That's true. Um, but
0: again, like you were saying, Tatum played the whole season and Fultz played what, 14 right. games? Not even, I don't even remember how much it was, but he, he played like just a handful of games and, and Tatum played the whole right. season. So I think that makes all the difference.
1: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, as far as the game it, itself and the results, I don't have much to say. The the games have gone, they've been really close and really fun to watch, um, but yes. they've, they've gone exactly the way that we all thought they would, which is Fixes getting the the W, um, so I mean it's just it's fun to see Embiid. It's fun to see. Uh, I think it was Winslow stepping on Embiid's mask and him pretty much saying, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, you know we have like thousands of these, and you know it's still not going to stop." Uh, he said, "A mask isn't going to stop me from being able to destroy you guys." I just yeah. I, I love it. I love Embiid. He's definitely the new age Shack in um, me just yeah. thinking 30 years from now yeah. Embiid's on NBA TNT. It's going to be hilarious. Um, Fuck yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 love this, I love this series because Embiid is just so much fun to watch. And because is the only series I thought, honestly, Toronto and Washington would get really chippy, like very chippy. Um, it's just shocking to me to see these young kids on the sixes being the guys that are leading the chippiness. Um, so that's been a lot of fun for me to watch. Uh, but before I pass it back to you, I will say, speaking of chippiness, tonight's game, Utah, OKC, will be very chippy. Uh, oh, yeah. Westbrook kind of making it clear that he wants to stop Rubio It's going to be mm-hmm. very physical tonight. Um, but, yeah, uh, Sixers are definitely going to win the next game. I-, I think they're up 3-3-1, right? Yeah, they're going to win the next game, and, and that be it. Uh, and that's it for the uh, Miami. So yeah, that's about it. Love the chippy uh, playoff atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think it it has been super chippy, and it, it, I do I agree. I love it. Um, the only the only series has been arguably a little chippier, and it's only because of Lance Stevenson is Indiana and Cleveland um, because Lance Stevenson oh, yeah. makes everything interesting. Um, but but yeah, no, I mean it has been like and. Um, I, I, I I love watching Ben Simmons play, man. Um, he is just, he, he is just such a remarkable talent and I love his attitude of like, just I'm, I'm here to play, but I ain't taking shit off nobody. Like he doesn't, he's not somebody who's out there like running his mouth, but like, he's also like. Like you know when you know uh, apparently uh, you know Winslow you know started started running his mouth in Game Three um, and, and Embiid kind of put him in his place like immediately after Winslow blocked him uh, blocked Embiid like Embiid went back and blocked his shot um, and uh, and I just I I just love their feistiness um, I I love the Sixers team I I think they legit have a shot to win the NBA championship this year. Um, just watching them play, uh, watching their composure, like they, they really do remind me of like the, the Orlando magic, uh, back when they were just this young scrappy team that Penny Hardaway they had Shaq, um, Penny Hardaway was a, was a oversized, he was a six foot six point guard. Um, Shaq was just a dominating presence. And they had all these other like um, ancillary pieces like Horace Grant and, and Nick Anderson who just like like played the game very well and and it, like it basically kind of led the team as far as you know their their veteran leadership and this team reminds me a lot of that team I I definitely think they're going to make at, at least I think they're going to make it to the finals um, Cleveland looks so suspect. Um, I don't think Toronto has enough to beat them. Uh, I I just – and, of course, like Boston or Milwaukee, whoever wins that series, they're not going to beat them. Uh, I don't think there's any chance in hell that either one of those teams beats Philly. So, like, I think Philly is is poised for a run. And, you know, I think they match up very well against either Houston or Golden State, um, whoever comes out of the West. Um, just because there is no answer for Embiid. Um, and as these playoffs go on, it, it, like, he's going to get healthier and healthier. That fucking mask is going to come off. And, you know, he's going to be, uh, like, prime Embiid. And, man, like, they're, they're just scary. They really are. They have the, the perfect amount of talent and veteran leadership to uh, to, you know, essentially... Um, you know, give any team a run for their money uh, in these playoffs. So I, I, I'm i loving it. I'm loving the fact that I got a team to root for uh, since my Hawks suck so bad. Um, by the way, uh, Juwan, I want to ask you, if the Eastern Conference Finals turn out to be Philadelphia and Toronto, can I finally convince you to, like, wholeheartedly root for my uh, and I'm, I'm saying my because my Hawks suck, so I, I got to have another team to root for. Can I finally convince you to root for my Philadelphia Seventy Sixers?
1: Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I would I would not root for a team. I'd root for a player, and that, believe it or not, would be Demar Derozan. Ooh. I um, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this or not, but my football team just lost to the city of Philadelphia. So I'm really yeah, not in the is. mood to have Philadelphia win much else.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so you're just like, fuck Philly fans. Fuck that Absolutely. city.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So I can't honestly say I'd be able to root for Philly. And they just won the college basketball. So I wouldn't be able to root for the city of Philly. Um, I would unfortunately have to root for DeMar DeRozan because I am, again, I try to tell people this, who try to kind of box me in, Uh, with my dislike for Kyle Lowry, I do not (laughs) dislike the Raptors. I just really, really dislike Kyle Lowry. Um, So I'd love to see that city uh, do something big like go to the finals. Um, But I'm not going to sit here and, and like, say I don't want the best for Embiid and Simmons. But, no, it would almost sicken me to see the city of Philadelphia go to the Super Bowl uh, NCAA championship, and then the NBA finals. It it would almost, like, physically make me sick. Um, So I'd have to root (laughs) for a player at that time. But I did want to say to the point that you were making on on how they reminded you of um, Orlando from the 90s. That was a very great uh, comparison, but I will say the result would be the same that 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 that, uh, Orlando team went through when they uh, faced, uh, they lost to
0: Olajuwon. Uh, yeah.
1: Right, because you're going to have a healthy Curry by that point. Because as you were saying how healthy Embiid would be getting, I'm thinking yeah. Curry would be getting just as if healthy. If they make it, man. Um, if, if they make it. That's very true. I, I'll say this. If Houston makes it, Sixers will win in in five. Um, mm. Because as much faith as you have in Clint Capella, the difference between Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid kill Capella inside and out? He's one yes. of those guys is very difficult to guard inside. The yes. body is big, um, so I think Clint Capella would be almost, almost not completely, but almost like not a non-factor in that series.
0: Uh, it sure. would—he'd
1: honestly be a guy that would be in foul trouble a lot. Um, but I will say, if they face Houston, it'd be over in—it'd um, be over in uh, five games, absolutely. So I'm hoping Um, that if Philly goes, it's against uh, Golden State. that would be six games that I'd give to Golden State, only because I do think the fact that Philly has never been there, it's it's a lot of young guys. They're the biggest stars of their young guys. It will kind of creep in a little bit. Uh, We're in the finals. This is like a huge moment. And I think this year isn't their year to win at all. It would be next year uh, would be their year. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly could be, but it, it, honestly,
0: like, I don't know, man. It wouldn't surprise me if Philly won it all. Honestly, it, it just wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Um,
1: it wouldn't surprise me, but if you ask me right now, I'd still have it, to go with Golden State, especially if I Curry agree. comes back. 100%. No, I, I, I
0: agree, um, but I do think I do think they match up well against Golden State. Um, yeah, mainly mainly because you you can like defensively you can rely on so much, uh, of your, of your team to be able to guard, uh, even Curry. Um, uh, but the, the, cause, cause, you know, essentially I think what you would do is you would say, all right, uh, Rocco, uh, we're going to have you guard Curry. We're going to have Simmons guard, uh, Clay Thompson, and, you know, then we're going to figure out, you know, essentially uh, who who we want to try to slow down KD. I think it would be a similar situation <clears throat> as what you were saying uh, with, um, with, uh, um, uh, shit, whoever, whoever it was we were talking about earlier um, uh, as far as how to, uh, um, it was uh, the Pelicans, as far as, like, let KD get his and shut down everybody else, um, and I, I think you would probably, in that case, maybe start Marco Bellinelli and just have him on on KD and and hope that his offense uh, offensive skills outweigh like the the defensive negativity that you would you would have with him guarding KD. Um, but like we've seen Roko, I mean he's guarded the, the uh, Goran Dragic uh, a fair amount in this series. Um, and he's just such a versatile defender, um, but like I, I, I definitely think that there would be um, a lot of ways that they could, they could capitalize defensively, and then offensively, you just don't have, you have nothing, absolutely nothing to stop Embiid. Um, JaVale McGee is not slowing down Embiid. Uh, Zala Pachulia, not slowing down Embiid. Draymond uh, Green, you have the best chance, but you. Are not slowing down uh, like a hundred percent, Joel and Um So, yeah, I mean, I, man, I think that that would be a very interesting series. I'm I'm kind of crossing my fingers at this point for Rockets versus uh, versus the uh, Sixers. Um, I don't I don't think it would be done in five like you do. Um, I think that would that would be a great back and forth series um, because Harden is you know, can go off at any time. Chris Paul can go off at any time. And then all of their role players are just really good. And by that point we'll have Bob Mute back, or I think I think we'll have Bob Mute back. And he's so important to their defense. Um I I think that would be a great series. Both those teams are top ten in offense and defense and they're just they're they're both really good. And you would have such great storylines with like can. Can this Sixers team as young as they are win it, you know, uh and and can Chris Paul and James Harden finally like lay it to rest that they, you know, aren't championship caliber players? Um I just think that would be a great storyline. Um but we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what comes from that. Um but uh but let's move on. We got uh, Toronto and Washington. Man, this series has certainly turned on a dime. Washington has won the last two. And in game four, uh, essentially, man, the Raptors just, they weren't shit. They couldn't do anything. Uh, All of their starting unit has a minus, plus minus. Um, Ibaka, minus 11. Ananobi, minus 4. Valanchunas, minus 5. Lowry, minus 10. DeRozan, minus 12. All of their bench has a plus, plus, minus um, because they do have a really good bench, and Washington doesn't have a good bench. Um, but, like, Washington, they just came out and balled, and they even lost Bradley Beal going down the stretch. They lost some, like, four or five minutes left in the game, and were still able to take over that game down the stretch and, and be able to finish it out and and just close it out and, and play. Oh, well, they got such good um, effort out of Ubre, who has essentially not been great <laughs> this series uh, but he had 10 points uh, he was only 2 of 6 shooting he was 6 of 7 from the line uh, he had 5 boards, 2 assists 2 steals, uh, and only 1 turnover Like finally they got some reasonable play out of him and god damn it like, he didn't have a great game this game, but Ty Lawson, who the hell, like, you just went and, like, were like, hey, Ty Lawson, like, please come, come here and, and play with us from China. And, like, even, even Ty Lawson said, like, when when uh, uh, Scotty Brooks was like, hey, you're in, like, he was like, what, me? <laughs> like, he, he was totally not expecting to even really play valuable minutes uh, for this team, but he has. Uh and and you know, for the most part, you know, he's been effective and even though he wasn't able to score in the last game, he still had an assist, a rebound, two steals, um, no turnovers, uh, in fifteen minutes of play. Uh and in game three he was he, he, he certainly scored the basketball. He was very kind of quintessential to their to their victory. Um this kind of scares me for, for Toronto. Um, I, I didn't, I, a lot of people, you know, were kind of saying like, be careful because Washington, you know, they, they have, they have the better starters. Uh, they have the more talented starters, um, which I kind of agree with. Um, cause I think the biggest difference is Porter. Um, and is, is a good defender, but he's a rookie. He doesn't do much else other than defend. Porter Junior Porter shot like forty four or forty five percent from three on the season. Like he is so good at like spot up threes. Um, he was two for three in game four, and like he didn't get a lot of shots, but you know the ones that he gets, he, he usually knocks down. And he was really good defensively this last game, uh, and and you know you can always you never know what you are going to get from Markeith Morris, but. He proved to be effective in game four. Uh, and, you know, their bench sucks. Their bench is really bad. But, you know, their starting lineup has counteracted that. John John Wall had 27 and Bradley Beal had 31. Um, essentially the same thing I was saying with Portland earlier is that, you know, you need your backcourt to score 50 for you. And they did they you know, they scored fifty eight for you, uh, in this in this uh game. So they had fifty percent of your offense. And that's what you need. They delivered and I I certainly think that uh the Wizards have a chance of, of winning this series. And that would just be so fucking devastating for Toronto who has played well all season but that would be the most Raptors thing of all Raptors things is for Toronto to play so great all season and get the number one seed and then lose to the eight seed after going up two zero. What what is your thoughts Jawan? Um, do you think the Wizards have a chance to win the series and um, <laughs> how much confidence do you have in DeMar DeRozan being able to essentially carry this Raptors team? Uh, and the fact that he went, he shot ten of twenty-nine uh, in in this last game. He started off so well, but he fell off quickly. And ultimately, he had thirty-five points, but his effective field goal percentage was not very good. Uh, his effectiveness as a shooter wasn't wasn't all that great. And you know, it's it they're looking real shaky. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, (laughs) oh boy, Um, I did tell you last time we spoke about this series uh, when it looked like it was just pretty much over Washington was a disaster. I said I had enough faith in Bradley Bill and John Wall to at least win one game, to at least win one game. I respected them enough And I that. said, I don't know about that. And you're like, nah, they'll get <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they'll at least get one. Like, at least. At the, they're too good to not, to to at least not get just one. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I keep trying to tell you guys, Toronto, at the end of the day, even if they win this series, I'm still going to hold the same mindset. They are who we thought they were. DeMar DeRozan does not have a consistent partner, he does not, and this is why I tell you guys every year this this imbecile becomes an all star. I just I don't get it. <laughs> I do not get it. I don't get it. Hey, like hey, before year, you go,
0: before you go too hard against against Kyle Lowry, um, mm-hmm. because I I mean I can see where this is going. Um, Kyle Lowry was seven of fifteen from the field who's just mm-hmm. slightly shy of fifty percent. That's effective. Um and he had nineteen points, he had five assists, he had two steals, uh, only two turnovers, and he had seven rebounds. That's a very effective game. That is like he played a very good game. In in thirty nine right. minutes. Um now but would I for... agree with you that you you want more out of your number two than nineteen points um seven rebounds and five assists. Sure. But like, you wouldn't expect much more out of your number two than that. I think this falls on DeRozan. Like DeRozan shot 10 of 29. Like that is, but that is with ridiculous. What? You, you need to make more shots than that Demar. Like if if you want your but team he to win, with what? He, he ended with 35. Uh, he had six right. boards. He had six assists. He had a steal. Um, Right and four turnovers, my which is
1: terrible. my issue with Kyle Lowry is he's one of those guys that scores that scores early um he's not Kyle Lowry just never has been that guy you can depend on in the stretch um yeah. and no, I, I, give you that. I think his biggest his biggest issue is he'll give you nineteen or he'll give you thirty, but it's like, all right, Kyle, like you got twenty eight of that in like the first half. I need that in the second half <laughs> like. You do know that he's a It's, like, it's like we need a bucket.
0: He's kind of like Paul George in that respect. Like Paul George is kind of yeah. similar. Um cuz like Paul George, I, I don't know about Kyle Lowry. Um but Paul George has never in his career made a game-winning shot. Um he's never made a I shot either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think uh, Kyle most, Lowry has. most all stars have. Um but but nevertheless he still kind of reminds me of that like he he's he's definitely a no, no means a number one. Um, but like, but yeah, I mean, I, I I will agree with you there. Like he's not, he's ultimately not effective down the stretch. Whereas I, I'm much more confident is it's herky jerky and whatever adjective you want to use to describe John Wall. I'm still more confident in John Wall down the stretch than I am Kyle Lowry, and I'm I'm equally as confident in Bradley Beal as I am uh, Demar Derozan down the
1: stretch. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like Kyle Lowry doesn't step to the plate when you need him to, and that's why I say it drives me crazy that he becomes an all-star every because I feel like someone else could have could have gotten that spot. And this year, wasn't he an all-star this year? Yeah, he was. Ben Simmons should have had that spot. <laughs> well, Ben Simmons Man.
0: should have had Gordon Drogic's spot. But, or Kimba no, Walker. No, I,
1: I still, I still, you know what? Yeah, give him Kimba's. That's fine. But I okay. still to this day think at that time, Gordon Drogic deserved a spot. At that time. At yeah, that the time, heat he were the fourth spot. seed at the time, yeah. Yeah, they, he deserved that. So I don't want to take that from him. Kemba Walker, no one thought that team was going to do anything uh, from from tip off back in, like, October all the way to, the, mean, to the, uh, I, the All-Star. I team. had him as the – I mean, I think
0: – I don't know. I can't remember what you had. I, I think you had him not making the playoffs, but both me and Joel had him at, like, six. We both had him as the sixth seed. Um, uh, you, of course – uh, Notre Dame of of you know picks uh, didn't didn't have them making it, but um, I I thought they would be better than they were.
1: Well, I was hoping they would uh, allow Kemba Walker to go to a, a a better team by trading him, so that's why I really thought they they would have just nothing to be able to make the playoffs with. I yeah. I really hope so, but as far as the the Raptors Wizards game. Uh, Toronto definitely uh, could still win this series. Uh, again, I, I don't hate Toronto, so I'm not going to be blinded by that. They absolutely could. Um, but, again, I just I love Bradley Beal and John Wall. I, I just do. So my faith is going to be with them to pull it out and to win this series. Um, as, as crazy as that's going to sound, that's where I'm putting my faith in those two guys to win this series. Um, because Toronto is so you're one of those kind of teams that – yeah, because Toronto to me, nice. to me seems to be one of those teams that when their backs are against the ropes, they don't respond well.
0: Uh, they I could gave, be wrong, man. but I. It's historically. I could they be wrong. It might not ro- this year, but
1: historically yeah. they gave. Right. And I could be wrong, but I don't remember the last time, like, let's say if Washington is up 3 2. I don't remember the last time Toronto's been down in a series, whether it was a game or two, and came back and won it all. I don't, I don't recall no, that. No, I don't either. I, so that's why I say I don't think if they're down, they'll be able to respond to it. And I do believe they'll be down a game uh, in the next game in uh, Washington. Will win it. Uh, and I, I will say, not that anyone listening cares, but uh, look look out for it. John Wall said he's really excited to play against uh, to play back in Toronto uh, because apparently Drake's been talking like a lot of smack uh, to John oh, really? Wall. So, yeah, so John Wall said he's really looking forward to going back to Toronto. Um but yeah, so to to wrap up, to wrap up my uh, my response, I'm picking Washington to win this series. Um and again, I'm so proud of John Wall and Bradley Beal for not making me look like a complete idiot uh and at least getting me a game, but they went out and got me two games. So, thank you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I, I will say this before we move on. Um, you know, I threw out a, a, you know, Damian Lillard trade to uh, L.A. recently. Um, I think it was the last show. Um, because they were on the verge of being swept, and now, of course, they have been swept. We've been talking about, you know, whether they should keep their team together. Um, I think a more interesting trade would be, do you think do you think Lonzo Ball in the number 25 overall pick for Kimball Walker, who's on an expiring contract, and the number eleven overall pick, is is a do you think do you think the Hornets would consider that trade?
1: Hornets, yes. But again, last time uh, you asked me about Alonzo Ball trade, I just don't believe Magic Johnson's going to ever get rid of them. But I, I do well, definitely believe. Well, uh, but, but here's go my ahead, I'm
0: sorry. here's my here's my thought process. You can, if you can get Timber Walker in the number 11 pick, you might be able to move Luau Dang if you give a team the number 11. Like, if I'm the Hawks and, you know, they're like, you have to take Luau Dang, but we'll give you the number 11 overall pick. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I, I, mean, I won't even make you take any salary back. Like, I will do that trade immediately because we need draft picks. Um, I think Dallas might do it. Um, I think there's a number of teams who might, who might, you know, do that trade. And if you do that, that opens up 60 plus million dollars in cap space. Um, Like you, you couldn't offer both Paul George and LeBron James max deals, but you could offer them um, close to max deals. Um, And, you know, if you're LeBron James and you have the opportunity to play, well, and, and mind you, I'm, plotting this out with the expectation that keep Julius Randle. If you let Julius Randle go, you could offer both the max deals, um, but his cap right, holds is it. like $10 million, and I really think you need to keep Julius Randle. Um, but, like, that, that would be really interesting, because like, like imagine Kemba Walker, Paul George, LeBron James, uh, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and Julius Randle, all on the same team. Like, that that's a team that could they can make it slash um i like
1: i see what you're saying but even even looking at it like that and and i i completely agree with you i'd still try to give up a pick uh see if i can get out of uh out of Luau but i'm just trading that's I'm what not i mean that's what i'm,
0: I, th- but that's, right, that's what I'm saying that,
1: like right. in order to do that like
0: you're 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 trading Lonzo, but you're you're getting back Timba and you're getting back the number 11 pick, you're giving up the number 25 pick. Um, I, I, I think you could... I, wouldn't, I, I don't think you could package the number 25 pick with Dang and get rid of him. I think you could package the number 11 pick with Dang and get rid of him.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but to me, if I'm LA, I have this youth movement going on. I see how well that, that youth movement worked In Philly, we could definitely do the same thing with this young core. And sure. to me, Lonzo has so much great potential. Kimba Walker will always be exactly what he has been. Uh, no more, no less. I think where you see Kimba at right now, what he's averaging, I don't yeah. think you're going to see any huge uh No, I, I mean, I just growth. think he's, so, he's not an I elite think,
0: point guard, but he's on the verge of elite point guards. He's like,
1: he's no, like I, the
0: notch below Damian Lillard
1: like I don't disagree but, with that but to me yeah. I know I know I could still like if I kept Lonzo kept um uh, Ingram kept uh Kuzma and kept uh Randle and then brought in a Paul George or you know something like that I I think that team could still be uh effective to me I just I don't want to give up Lonzo ball uh for Kimball Walker now if you're asking me, and I don't know if you asked me this before and I said no, uh, but if you're asking me would I give up Lonzo to get Damian Lillard, yes. Yes, yes I will. Um, it, because Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, Paul George, and LeBron, yeah, that's easily a final. for um, yeah, so that you couldn't, I would do. But here's the Kimberly problem, Walton, though.
0: You couldn't, you couldn't get, like, you couldn't, Get both of those. You couldn't get both Paul George and Damian Lillard. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul George and LeBron. If you got Damian Lillard, because his contract is like 28 million dollars next year. Tim uh, Walker's contract is 12. So well, I would. That's, get, I wouldn't.
1: That's, I wouldn't, that's I wouldn't the keep reason Randall.
0: why you would be interested. Well, even if you didn't keep Randall, you still couldn't get him because 28 versus 12. That's 16 million dollars. Like you, you at that point even at, and you, and. In that scenario, there's no way for you to move Luau Bang. Um, like maybe you could still find a way to do it, but um, but even still, um, you're still talking about you have 16 million extra dollars if if you just let uh, um, uh, 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 Randall walk. That's 10 million off your books. That's still six more million dollars on your books um, than if if you had gotten Kimba Walker. So. Yeah, I there, there's I, no way is, you there's no way you could get there's no way you could get Damian Lillard and still get, you know, both of those guys. Um now maybe you I'm could get Damian long. Lillard maybe you could get Damian Lillard sign either one of um you know, Paul George or LeBron and then trade for uh trade for um uh um fuck, what's his name? San Antonio, damn it. <laughs> Kawhi. Uh Kawhi Leonard. Thank you. Uh but like that would be your, your best case scenario. Like that th- that's the only way you could make a situation like that work. Um well, but it'll be interesting. I will say, the LA's got a lot of different chances, but go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say just, <clears throat> just to wrap up what I what I had to say, I will say if if I'm trading Lonzo, it definitely wouldn't be for Kimball Walker. it, it would have to be sure. and I, I get what you're saying about Going for Dame, it kind of handicaps you uh, a lot more than if you trade for uh, Kimba. But to me, I need someone that's a game changer if I'm trading Lonzo. Because I I do think Lonzo's team... But how much better
0: better is, like, I don't know if it's that much better than Kimba. I I, I don't know how much better... I don't know how much better Dame is than Kimba.
1: Let me say this. Let me, let me bring things into perspective on, on, on sure. exactly what you're asking. You take Damian Lillard off of the Trailblazers and put Kimba Walker on there. Kimba Walker, does even with that great coaching, does not lead that team to number three in the West. Maybe they make a the Maybe.
0: Probably but not, they but, not. But, but, on, but so do
1: not make number three. So that's on. how much number, difference.
0: But, like, the difference between 3 and 10 in the Western Conference this year was so minute. So, like, maybe they don't even make the playoffs. But, like, it, it, I don't feel like that's a huge referendum on Dame being that much better than Kimba. Um, I mean, yeah, I, but I, I don't know. I think the monetary value that you would get from Kimba and the fact that you might be able to swing – uh, swapping the number uh, twenty-five pick for the number eleven pick—if um, you could pull that off—would would certainly, you know, beat out. And and and, and mind you, I I, I was saying uh, because of the the years left on Dame's contract, you, you, it's not like you would just give up Lonzo to get Dame. You would have to give up Lonzo, the number twenty-five pick. Uh, you probably have to give up Josh Hart. Um, like you you would just have to give up so much more to get Dame. Um, I think Kimba would be I a would better go. option honestly. Uh yeah, I'm not and saying I might... wouldn't do it. I'm just saying if I was faced with, with one or the other, if I could get if I could get Kimba the number eleven pick in which I could package, you know, Blue Al and send him off and then be able to have that extra cap room, I might opt for that. I, I think I would opt for that more. Um, if I thought I could get Braun and even either, like, I don't even have to get both Paul George and LeBron. like give me one or the other, and then let me like use the rest of my cap space to get like solid, like, you know, bench pieces. Um, because that's another thing, like the reason 76ers have been so good, so they have such solid bench pieces. Um, so like, you so then can't let me, look let that. me ask you
1: this, if the. If the goal is to get either LeBron or Paul George or hopefully both, why do I have to add in Lonzo? Why can't I just add in Ingram? Ingram, uh, that draft pick in uh, in Luol Deng. Oh no,
0: I think so that I, get I think stats. that would I think that would work too. My, my, my biggest thing is if you're if you're trading for a point guard, you don't need to then keep Lonzo. No, and if you're angling, no, I if you're, you're angling, if you're angling to get, you know, LeBron. I don't feel like Lonzo fits with LeBron.
1: I, I do so think you on can't that, shoot. but I also I also then don't think Kimba is is a is a is a great uh, compliment to LeBron. I think Kimba's is a better I compliment think. to Paul George. Great. I don't think Kimba's is a better uh, compliment to to LeBron James.
0: Oh, I disagree. I think he would be great. I think I think the fact that Kimba can shoot so effectively, and I think if you had like a, a an actual playmaker around to set him up to shoot catch and shoot shots, he would be really good. I think he would. But but anyway, let's move on. We've debated this. We got about fifteen minutes left. We got two more series to talk about really quickly. Uh, let's let's discuss Boston Milwaukee. Um, to me, the biggest difference in the turnaround of this series is the fact that they finally started playing thon maker, um, who I, I'm not even going to take credit for. I did not ever suggest they play him in any iteration of lineups that I've proposed, um, but apparently John Henson had like some kind of injury, and so they were forced to play him, and he's had like 14 blocks, I, I think, in two games. Uh, something like that. It's been crazy. Um, he's been terrific. He has been a defensive presence. He's hit threes, uh, which we all know that he was capable of, but he just hadn't done it. Um, but he's been awesome. Uh, Giannis obviously has, has, has been great all series. Um, and Eric Bledsoe finally decided to fucking show up. Uh, and he played great in game three. He played okay in game four. Uh, and, uh, Middleton and, and, and Giannis have, have just both played great the whole series. Um, They've turned it around and they've played really well. I, I still expect Boston to win the series, um, but I, I do think it's probably going to go seven now. I, I, I think we're going to have uh, a scenario in which you know every every home team uh, wins each game uh, because the I, it just it, it just seems like it's going to be one of those series that work out that way. Um, but what are your thoughts on uh, Boston and Milwaukee?
1: Uh, Yeah, pretty much about the same thing as you. I mean, I think Boston, it's starting to catch up to them that they don't have uh, that game changer in a Kyrie or in a uh, Gordon Hayward. Um, It's starting to catch up to them. I mean, it's a team that's driven by two young guys that have just come out and played like studs, but we couldn't have expected them to carry that. Uh, They're just too young. Tatum is too young for us to think he's going to come out like LeBron, an and average 30 in this series and, and get it over with in four. Uh, I think the shocker the, the of the series is that they were able to take those two games uh, as aggressively as they did. Um, you know, Milwaukee is finally rising up to the fact that, remember, we were saying Milwaukee wants this series over the Toronto one. Uh, so uh, it was one of those things to where it was just like, um, you know, you got the series you wanted you got to kind of live up to it and, and, and play better. Um, so, I mean, it's just – it's we expected this series to be more even than it was. At some point, I thought Boston was going to be done with these guys in score. Uh, but Giannis is definitely uh, making an impact. It's only Giannis and Middleton. Every game I watch of them, it seems like it's only those two. It's the two of them versus the Celtics. Um, and we'll see if that can last. I mean <clears> – <throat> We're betting on Stevenson's coaching versus whatever YMCA member they got to to coach the Bucks. So, me, I put my money on. um yeah. I put my money on on Brad Stevens to be able to pull this series out. But Giannis does have the talent. <clears throat> Him and Middleton do have the talent to 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 shock the uh, the Celtics and knock them out in this first round. But again, it just comes down to coaching, and I think. Game seven in Boston, I would put my money on the Celtics over Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, me too. I think if Milwaukee has any chance, like, have to steal game five. Um, they Like, if you can win game five and you have the, you know, closeout game on your court, game six, like, I give you a chance. Absolutely. Um, I, I think <clears throat> this series, much like the next one we're going to talk about, I feel like whoever wins game five wins the series. Um, and I feel like this is as simple as that. Um, this is – these two series are the most important as far as who can <clears throat> tie everything together for game five and, and, and make a run. Um, and I just I, – I'm just putting, putting my chips in all Boston. I agree. I think Brad Seaman is a better coach. Um, I expect <clears> Rogier <throat> to play better uh, down the stretch of this game. Uh, Jalen Brown has been terrific. Jason Tatum has been really solid. Uh, Marcus Morris has been re- reliable. Uh, I, and, and Horford has just, you know, been Al Horford. He's he's a, a great, great role player. Um, and I and I use great twice uh, because he is that. He's a double great role player. He is not. He's not really all-star caliber, even though he made the all-star team this season. Um, that was simply a benefactor of the East being so weak and them still, um, you know, subscribing to this uh, integrated, you know, model of, of them having to pick 12 people from the East and from the West. Uh, but nevertheless, he is a terrific role player. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Boston will... Still find a way to pull it out. I, I think it will take seven. I originally said six, but after seeing these these home games uh, and Milwaukee, step it up. I I, I think it's going to take seven. I think it's going to take everything Boston has to beat them. And I but I do think they'll pull it out. Uh, let's move on. Cleveland, Indiana. This has probably been the, my favorite series to watch. Uh, other than Game One, all of these games have been really close. Uh, and just super fun to watch down the stretch, uh, and frustrating, too, at the same time. Like, it's so frustrating to watch both of these teams um, because, uh, like, even in the last game, Oladipo, 5 of 20, 5 of 20 from the field. uh, He, like, he's just been playing like shit since game one uh progressively getting worse and I think like, I I wanna see him turn it around. I really wanna see the Pacers beat the guests. Beat I think it would be like such an awesome like mainly because the Pacers have never been able to beat LeBron and I was seeing Pacers back when he was playing for the Heat and I was like, ah, oh, the Pacers they got they got Paul George and Roy Hibbert Back when Roy Hibbert was actually like great, <laughs> and uh, and they got you know George Hill and like all these great players, and they just never could could put it together and pull it out. Um, I think the most quintessential uh, like play of any of those series was Game Two. Uh, I think in like 2010, you no know, 2011, 2012, something like that. Um, the Pacers were out one to nothing, and, like, seconds left on the clock, and uh, they were up by one, and, you know, they throw the ball into LeBron, and LeBron just, like, fakes right, cuts left, drives to the bucket, and slams it, and, and they go up by one, and they win the game. They win game two. They try the series at 1-1, and I think they ended up winning at four two. Um, like, the, the Pacers were just never able to beat LeBron. And they actually they have their most legitimate chance ever right now. Uh, they probably really should have won game four. Um, they just weren't able to tie anything together down the stretch, though. Uh, but anyway, Jawan, what are your thoughts on the series and what are your expectations on, on how it's going to play out?
1: Uh, I don't know. This is the only series that I'm just like, I, I have no idea. Uh, uh, you don't know what you, you're gonna get
0: was, from the Cavs from day to day.
1: You don't know what you're gonna get from the Cavs. Uh, you know what you're gonna get from LeBron, but unfortunately, this isn't tennis. So one person can't win a game by himself. As much as we all like to think Michael Jordan did that every day, um, <laughs> you know it, it's it's LeBron's working with very little, very little. Uh, can't get consistency from Love. Wait, Last game was that a, it's not, was
0: that a shot? Was that a shot fired? As far as like uh, LeBron being the the goat, is that is that what
1: you're trying to say? Well, no, no. I I okay. personally um I don't like to have the conversation between LeBron and Jordan being like who's better than the other. They're just two vastly different players.
0: Different players, um, different but, eras. I agree, one hundred percent. But That's I
1: do stupid argument. I do hate people. Yeah. I do hate people. People, I'm sorry, making it seem like Michael Jordan went out there. Told everyone to sit down, and he's just gonna. I win this game by myself. I don't need Pippen. I don't need Kerr. I don't need Pat. I don't need anyone. Like no, that that's not how. I don't need John Paxson. I don't need Tony Kukoc. I don't
0: need Dennis Rodman getting like 17 rebounds a game. Yeah, I agree.
1: Right, that's that's not how he won six rings. Uh, so I don't know why we expect that for for LeBron. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from this series. Uh, as much as I would love to see the Pacers upset Cleveland. I don't want a a playoff series that does not have LeBron James in it. I, I I just don't. I don't. I've never seen it before, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> so so that's where I'm at. It uh, that's where I'm at. So I don't I don't know. Like I can't say definitively Cleveland will win the next game because I thought they would comfortably win this last one. Um, so I don't know. Is Korver going to show up? Is Nance going to show up? Is Hood going to show up? If they do. Cleveland has a shot. If not, LeBron's gonna get thirty-six and eleven again, and they possibly lose the game. So I don't know, yeah. but it would be really fun to see Oladipo and these Pacers, Nate McMillan, uh, beat the Cavs, knock off the King. Um, but uh, I finally, don't know. Uh, to me, if to me if I'm gonna see LeBron on that Cleveland court for the last time, I'd rather it be in a game. I guess Game Six or Game Seven versus Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, not in the first round. Sure,
0: sure. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't know what to expect. If, if if I had to put my money on it again, like I I just I I, I do want to see the Pacers win it, um, because I I want them to get their due, and you know honestly I feel like feel like LeBron is, is leaving Cleveland regardless of how this series plays out, just because the team that he has is such garbage. Um, so, uh, you know, the fact that uh, the the point that I'm making here is my Hawks uh, they they own the Cleveland Cavaliers first round pick next year, but it's top ten protected. So if LeBron leaves, like that. Pick is going to end up turning into two second-round picks way in the future, um, so I obviously I'd, I'd rather him stay draft pick, um, but I don't think there's any chance of him staying regardless. Uh, and I, I, I would like to see the, the the Pacers be able to finally like take down the King. Um, I think it would be uh be very very fitting, um, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, I I feel like then, going back to cleveland they're they're probably gonna win, and even if they don't, they'll win game six and then it will go seven uh you know lebron it's just he he's a baller he's like he's going to find a way to will his team to victory um but you know maybe not it it's it's it, it, like <laughs> yeah said, maybe it, not it's it's it it is the hardest one to like Really take a hard stance on it. Really is because um, I could definitely see I could definitely see the Pacers just coming in and winning the next two games. I mean, are really good, uh, especially because Oladipo hasn't played well since Game One. Like if if he, if he comes in and, and goes off, like who knows? Um, but anyway. Yeah, it'll be a great series. It'll be a fun thing to watch. Um, we got about a minute left. Uh, Joan, you have been very outspoken about not wanting anybody other than Mark Jackson for the New York Knicks job. Uh, that being said, um, Coach Budenholzer of the Atlanta Hawks has recently interviewed for the job and apparently really wants it. Uh, how would you feel if, if they gave the job to Coach Bud?
1: Uh, well, first things first, uh, I, I would be fine with it. Uh, but the biggest thing um, about those two uh, having the mutual interest is he does not want to have to uh, tank. And I'm told – well, yeah, let me not say I'm told. I had heard that the Knicks uh, in their their conversations with him told him, we're not looking to do that either. We want to start to build something now – and pr- produce wins like that's all we want to do. Um, right. To me, Mark Jackson is just a better visionary on how to build from nothing. From nothing. Uh, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Budenhauser came in, that was when he had Horford, Joe Johnson, uh, Josh Smith might have been gone, uh, but he had some some no, he was still there. Like who? Yeah, he did. So whoever whoever coaches the Knicks, whoever coaches the Knicks is literally working from nothing because KP's gone till December. So, to me, it would be between uh, uh and Mark Jackson that I'd feel comfortable with coaching the Knicks next year.
0: Absolutely. Um, but, anyway, thank you, Juwan. Uh, it was a fun show, and we will see you on Thursday uh, to break down all of the recent playoff news on another episode of Full Court Press. Episode 51, episode 50, peace out, motherfucker.
1: Peace. Peace.